Well, if you have been attending TCC for perhaps the past four to six weeks, and especially the last two Sundays, you will know that there were a team of people from TCC and some other churches that went to El Salvador. We left a week ago, or two weeks ago, Saturday already, and returned a week ago today. And uh, this morning, we're going to take some time just to tell you a little bit about the trip experiences we had. And I'm going to be honest with you right up front. Our hope and our desire in doing this is that it sort of whets your appetite a little bit. And you think, you know what, next year, I, I think I'm going to be on that trip. Uh, it really is an opportunity that, uh, that we want to do on an annual basis and uh, give people the, uh, the opportunity to go and to experience um, life in a developing country that uh, has tremendous need and yet um, is a beautiful country. And I have to say, having had now my second trip there, that uh, I feel more deeply in love with the country and the people of that country than ever before. And um, it was uh, an unbelievable experience, as you're going to hear, I'm sure, time and time and time again. We do have an impossible task this morning, I'm sure, to try to share with you some experiences that in so many ways you kind of had to be there for. And at the same time, when you think of full pack days, uh, beginning most days at uh, 6 o'clock and ending around 10 o'clock or later, um, and all of the things that transpired throughout the day to try to capture some of that, even as some will come and share in a couple of minutes, is, uh, is virtually impossible. But our hope, as I've already said, that as we share this morning, that it'll be an encouragement to you and that it will challenge you to consider going on another trip sometime in the future, whether it's next year or the following year. Just a quick background into how this mission in El Salvador started. It was just over two years ago where the senior pastors, including Pastor Ken from four churches here on the south side of Edmonton, had gotten together, and they had been getting together regularly to meet and to pray for encouragement. But they just started to dream a little bit and say, what can we do together that might be more significant than any of us could do on our own? And the result of that initial conversation was working together in El Salvador. And so last, uh, last year, 15 people, mostly pastors from some of those churches and church leaders, went to just scout out some of the possibilities. What, what is possible? What are some of the things that we could do? And I had the privilege of being able to go on that trip. And then as we returned and started to plan for this past trip, I was asked to give leadership to the team this year, which was, uh, which was a real joy and privilege. Our team this year consisted of 12 people, two from Hillview Baptist and Mill Woods, three from Greenfield Baptist, and seven from here at TCC. But even though we came from different churches, from the very outset, we emphasized that we were going as one team. And, uh, and so we really tried not to make much distinction of the fact that we were from different uh, churches. We were together and collectively the body of Christ being his hands and feet in El Salvador. And for me personally, this may have been one of the greatest joys, just watching a diverse group of people come together and really become family for nine days. We laughed together. We had lots of, uh, lots of humor. Uh, we cried together. We worked and sweated together. Uh, it was uh, an outstanding privilege just to see this group of people come together. And just to give you an idea, our group um, when I talk about the diversity, it wasn't just that we were from different churches, but we ranged in ages from 13 um, to much older. And um, um, 
And I'm going to just introduce uh, our team. I think even those from other churches are, are here. And uh, I just wanted you to see them. And then some, but not all of them, will come and share a little bit in just a few moments. Uh, but the two from Hillview are Cam and Caitlin Clark, just uh, sitting over here to my right. Just remain standing, too, for a second, too, so that everybody can, can see you. And then uh, Rudy and Ann Dick in, uh, in the middle. Um, okay, I'll be honest. They, they brought up the... They brought up the median, our average age of our, of our, of our team. And Elizabeth Gould is sitting here to, uh, to my left, your right. And then Cam Bennett, I didn't see where you were sitting before, but I know there you are right in front there. And uh, Cheryl Burek was over here. And Ronan Cruz, I saw you back there. Uh, Ashley Hubel is also here in the middle. You'll see a kind of a contingent right here. And then Arthur and Neil Jones. So this, this was the team of 12 that uh, that went. Thank you guys. May be seated just for, for a few moments. Now you're not going to hear from everyone as I already said, but I wanted you to kind of see some faces and then maybe at brunch if you uh, have an opportunity to sit with them and ask them a few more questions, you'll, you'll uh, be able to, uh, to know who, who they are as well. Um, some are going to come and share some specific aspects of their experience and then at the end of all of the sharing, uh, we'll have a short uh, picture presentation that will hopefully put some context to the stories that are going to be to be shared. But I also thought it would be helpful just for you to have a quick overview of what this week looked like, because you're thinking, well, what 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 does a week like this entail? What what would it be some of the things that we would do? And so the Saturday that we left was just all day was a travel day. We met early at the airport and uh, flew to Houston and then on to San Salvador. It's actually a very straightforward uh, flight. We arrived about eight o'clock in the evening in San Salvador. But by the time we got through customs and onto the hotel, it was already 10 o'clock at night. The next morning, we started relatively early, and it was just our touring day. It was sightseeing day. Because we believe that part of these trips um, is all about learning about the country, the culture, and the people. And so we left early, did the sightseeing, first at a magnificent volcano that you can hike right up to the top and, and look down into, into the depths. And then um, we went uh, um, to see a, uh, 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 an incredible archaeological site. About 1,400 years ago, there was a volcanic eruption that buried an entire village in ash and lava. But, and whole houses, uh, community centers, and, or little buildings, they were um, unbelievably preserved uh, through that process. And this site was discovered in 1976. It was a fascinating place. If you have a good memory, it's Hoya de Serene. You can Google it. And uh, you'll see more than I can ever share about it. But Hoya means jewel. So it was jewel of the Serene. Serene was actually, the, the, I think, the name of the, the family that owned the farm. And they were farming this. And they were bringing bulldozers in to do some, uh, put in some silos. And they discovered this uh, buried beneath um, in places, uh, you know, 6, 8, 10, 15 feet of, uh, of dirt that had then uh, later on settled on top of this. But it was a fascinating place. We returned to San Salvador, toured the city. We stopped uh, way up in the city overlooking a stadium where, as somebody put it, um, that's where the cheap seats were. And uh, there was a big crowd of people that had gathered. It was, uh, you know, it was a little intimidating uh, to, a little at, at first and maybe even later when we thought about it, we thought, well, was that, was that such a wise thing to do? But, but El Salvadorians love their football or, as we know it, soccer. Monday... We got to visit a compassion project where five of our team members actually had sponsored children. 
This was an amazing project, um, and not only uh, were the children learning about the Bible, but learning practical skills like baking and things like that. Our reception at this place was absolutely overwhelming. Um, These projects might have two visits like ours a year. And so for even the children, it's a pretty special thing for them to know in some instances that the person who lives in a faraway place that helps support me so that I can attend this project is going to be here today. It was an amazing experience. And uh, we're going to show that little video clip. Um, and I don't know how quickly it'll start, but I'm going to just say a quick piece. Oh, you want to pause it? Sure. Let me say this real quick. So we, I, I'm just going to set it up because we, we came to this place. All along through the city, there are people holding up signs with arrows and telling us where to go. And we're so glad you came. And all, it was just amazing. And then, of course, here you see the, the, the Canadian flag. They knew what, uh, what, uh, what, how they should welcome us. And you'll see that gate open in a second. And here's the worst part. You'll see me kind of walk apart, walk ahead, and I got my iPhone, and I'm videoing. I'm walking down, and I'm taking it all in. And I get to the end, and I turn around, and I realize my camera wasn't on. And I'm like, I missed the whole experience. It was unbelievable. But fortunately, there were some others that had their camera running, and so let's play this now, and you'll see this. shaking confetti out of our hair and our clothes for about three days i'd be finding it on the floor in the in the hotel room but those were uh, like little confetti things that were blasting off and shooting the confetti in the air and you know one of the comments that i had put on facebook about that was you know have you ever been treated like royalty and not deserved it and it was you know to, to you know there are no words that can really describe being in that uh, particular experience Anyways, we, we toured the, there. With, uh, some of our sponsored families met their children, and the team was split into three groups, and we went on home visits, seeing firsthand how some of the children live. It also gave us an opportunity to deliver food baskets to these families. And then Monday evening, we had a special dinner with four leadership development students. These are students who are going on. They've come up through Compassion's program. They've graduated. Now they're going to university. And uh, the sponsorship's a little bit more expensive, obviously, but uh, some churches, Greenfield Baptist and Zion Baptist, one of the other partner churches, are sponsoring leadership development students. And so it's sort of our partnership, too. We sort of feel like we have a a piece of that as well. But just to hear their stories was inspiring. 
and um, the dreams that they have for their lives and really the impact that they want to have on their country was, was, uh, was incredible. Tuesday, we just visited the head office of Compassion just to become familiar with how the ministry carries out the task of caring and providing programs for 48,138 children in that country in 194 uh, different projects. And then in the late morning and afternoon, some of us actually got to meet with all of our sponsored children, some of them for the first time. I was kind of ushered into this place where we met, and I was kind of the first one there. So I kind of became oblivious to all the other kind of reunions that were, uh, were happening behind me. But um, it was incredible for, uh, for those um, that were able to meet their children for the first time, and they'll share a little bit more about that. Wednesday, we traveled about an hour from our hotel. Each night we went back to the hotel right in the heart of San Salvador to a community of El Espino, where we once again met Pastor Santos, who we had met last year, and some of the congregation from the church that he serves. He personally has invested so much of his own resources to buy the land that the church sits on, to build the church that, uh, that they meet in. And later on, you'll see just a very humble building. It's, I think it's sort of blue in color. That's their church. That's all that, that, they, uh, that they have. Um, but we were surprised. I was surprised, along with those that had been there last year, to see that just in the last year, they actually built another, prop- or another building on some of the property that they had with the intention that they too would eventually have their own compassion project right there at that church. I mean, I could spend um, the whole morning just uh, talking about the incredible ministry that this church has in the community. But the long and short of it is that Pastor Santos is a respected community leader because of the partnerships that he has created in the community. Partnerships with the mayor's office, with the local school and others. And, And it was the church's initiative to build a wall around the schoolyard to provide a safe learning environment for the children at the school. And based on our small part, this massive project was uh, started in 2011. And uh, you just knew how much it took to keep this thing going forward to actually get around the schoolyard. I, I kind of just sort of figured it's probably about 450 feet just around the yard, and there's probably about 100 more feet that need to be built. And our section was only 12 feet. And it seemed so small and insignificant in comparison to what had already been done and what was yet uh, to be done. And yet you could tell that this meant uh, a lot that a group of people from Canada would come and, uh, and put a little bit of sweat equity into, into this project. And the work was hard. It was time-consuming. Um, everybody worked on various aspects of the project all day from tying rebar to cutting rebar first and eventually mixing concrete and all those kind of things. And this was Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. It was hard. And then on Friday, the ladies of the church made us a traditional El Salvadorian meal of pupusas. And then the school brought some kids back. School had actually just ended a couple days before. Um, on Wednesday was the younger grades and Thursday was the older grades. And they brought students back just to thank us for the work that we did. And they put a little program together and sang some songs. And it was, uh, again, um, very humbling to be thanked for what seemed like um, so little. Saturday was just a day to catch our breath, spend some time relaxing and really reflecting on the experiences from the previous week. And then Sunday we, we traveled home. And we did that intentionally so that you can think in the future. You take a week's vacation, you leave on Saturday, you come back Sunday, and you can have the experience of a lifetime. 
So now to just share in a little bit more detail some of the personal experiences, I'm going to ask Cam to come first. He's going to share a little bit about uh, experiencing this with his, uh, with his daughter, Caitlin, the 13-year-old. Caitlin's going to come as well. And, uh, and just a quick word. Um, while they were gone, um, Cam's wife, Rosalind, Rosalind or Roz, she ruptured her Achilles playing soccer. And so she got that news and has been actually now sitting in the hospital all weekend awaiting surgery, but she keeps getting bumped because of um, all the accidents and stuff this weekend. It's been kind of crazy out there. So, you know what, can can I just pray for Roz real quick and let's do that first. So, Lord, we just want to give you thanks this day for the opportunity to share with brothers and sisters. And we know that we don't know Cam and and Caitlin real well, but thank you for their part in this trip. Thank you for uh, just their family releasing them, even um, what seemed like almost the last minute. And so we pray for Roz especially that uh, you would um, just create that opening, that she could have the surgery to her Achilles and that surgery would go well and that she would be uh, um, healing and recovering from this uh, very soon and that she would be strengthened and up on her feet again. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. There you go. Well, good morning and uh, greetings from Hillview Baptist Church. My wife is a weekend warrior soccer player, so... (laughs) <laughs> it's actually quite sad because she'd been looking forward to playing soccer for like years. She played about four or five years ago. And her first game back, she was all excited. First shift out, and then that happens. <laughs> so I, I got the text when I was in El Salvador, and, and she tells me, and first of all, she's texting me, you know, should I play? And, you know, do you think it'd be good? Yeah, yeah, it'd be good. Yeah, go play. Oh, I'm excited, I'm excited. And then the next morning, you'll never guess what happened to me. So, but... Um, it was just such a, um, a blessing to be able to, uh, to go to El Salvador. Um, uh, the, the total story on us was we weren't going to go. Like, we, we weren't uh, supposed, you know, actually, I shouldn't say we weren't supposed to go. We were supposed to go. We just didn't know we were going. Um, last year, when I went with the team for the exploration trip down, down to El Salvador representing our church, I came back and, and I told my family uh, what we experienced down there. And what, uh, you know, the group of four churches is wanting to do with missions. And right away, Caitlin was just like, I want to go, Dad. Uh, you know, I want to go. Um, but we knew, like, that wasn't possible to, you know, we kind of thought, well, it'd be nice to take our family. But uh, we just knew that wasn't going to happen. But we prayed, and then we just forgot about it. And then about uh, three weeks before the trip was uh, happening, all of a sudden we get this call from a guy from our church, or an email, and he says, I've paid, but I can't go. Will you go in my, in my stead? And uh, it's like, yeah, yeah, I'll go, but I want to bring my daughter with me because she really wants to go. And that just worked out. So, um, But to talk a little bit about uh, uh, the blessing it is to be able to take your child uh, who grows up in our culture, just like we all do, and, um, you know, all our friends, you know, they, they talk about going to trips here and there and stuff like that. And, um, and to be able to take her there and show her what the better part of the population uh, lives in was very, very powerful. Um, we, uh, like, I don't want to cry here, but uh, it, was, it was so impactful for me to be able to see my, my baby girl go out and and associate, you know, and, and, and spend time and play with these kids and hear their stories and, 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 and to be able to come back. Now she comes back and, and she has a picture of what life is really like. Uh, it's powerful. I want to really just 
I just want, you know, if you're, if you, first of all, if you're a young kid here around 13, 14 years old, just pray, and then your parents are going to take you next year probably, right? <laughs> but, but, uh, but, you know, just, you know, if you're a parent and you have a child that's 13 or older type of thing, and you want to expose them to something that's real, uh, the, the, the word that I had for the days that we went were rich days. It was 6 o'clock in the morning, and it was 10 o'clock at night when we got to bed. Caitlin didn't have any problems with that. Like, we went to bed. We, 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 kind, of, we kind of talked about the day. At the, end of the, at the end of the day, we tried to, you know, talk about that a little bit. And it was just so rich and rewarding. So I don't want to take up any more time. I'm not sure. Caitlin, do you want to say something? <laughs> um, for me, it was really cool seeing how everyone lived differently than here because they live a lot differently. <laughs> so thank you very much. Thanks for coming. Thanks. <clears throat> I got an email from Cam yesterday because of the situation with Roz. I wasn't sure if he could be here, but I did want them to share that piece because I think it's important for you to, to be thinking about that piece, about maybe taking your son or daughter along as well. Um, Ronan, are you uh, up up to share? Come on up. I want to I want to just as he's coming, I'll, I'll introduce Ronan this way. Some of you know Ronan from TCC, but uh, Ronan is actually from El Salvador, and so it's been a great connection for us. And to have him along, he speaks the language, he understands the culture, um, is just unbelievable. And I would like you to show our appreciation with me. For Ronan for all the work that he's done uh, just in, in hosting us. <clears throat> and his family gets involved. His dad helps us out and makes some arrangements for us. And then Ronan was actually able to stay six more days and he just got back late last night. So uh, you're looking good. <laughs> Hello, TCC. First of all, I would like to thank the team for the their work for trying to understand the culture and for being so friendly. The highlight of my trip was Pastor Santos, when Pastor Santos thanked the team for our work with Enlace, and she also thanked me for helping make the connection between the two countries. Most of all, I want to thank God for being so wonderful and making this trip very successful. Thank you. Good morning. I'm glad Ronan read from, because I'm going to be reading too, because I only have two minutes and I didn't want to wander. My home visit with my sponsor child, Kimberly, was wonderful. They being mom, dad, Kimberly, that's Kimberly with my sunglasses on, and little Katie live in a one-room home with an outhouse, which is also used as a bath area. Kimberly's mom was overwhelmed with tears as she shared that she couldn't believe that someone is now helping them. Both mom and dad are so grateful for the help. We shared lunch together, brought in by the compassion staff, and we shared some personal information with each other. Uh, with the help of our translator, Roberto. Everybody remember Roberto? The dad shared a story of a recent break-in while they had taken little Katie to the doctors. Their propane tank was stolen 
nothing else. It took the family a month to replace it. The cost of the propane tank was $24. The dad is a bricklayer and makes about $80 a month. Kimberly wanted me to stay, have a sleepover, I think. Compassion handed me a huge bag of groceries to give to the family. I guess I paid for this, and they were so thankful. I heard later that Kimberly fell asleep hugging the cereal box. This family is very special to me, and I hold them close in my heart um, for their safety and future prosperity. At the Enlace Project, there were two girls standing with us, and one of them, a pastor's daughter, spoke English. She shared with us that the girl standing next to her was living with her aunt. The reason being, her mother was kidnapped and murdered recently, and her dad had fled to the States. The violence is very real in El Salvador. Kimberly has a very healthy little dog named Bruno. As some of you know, I have a love for dogs, and so the saddest thing I experienced in El Salvador were the stray dogs that were starving, ribs showing, sores on their bodies. The culture does not care for these animals, and so they are basically ignored. Compassion and Elasi are doing a marvelous job at helping the children and their families. I support them 100% and encourage others to do the same. And I'm just adding this. I got this in the mail this week, and Compassion sends this, and so the little girl writes a little bit of information to me and a little story, and uh, then I can write back and someone translates it. And when I was there, um, the, the lady that trans at the Project 883, she um, basically said that um, the kids really look forward to these letters, and she was in tears because the kids that don't get the letters cry. morning. So uh, our trip was called uh, the SALT, which is Serve and Learn Trip. And uh, the, one of the first things I learned, and it was emphasized to me yesterday, was that um, it's actually a lot easier to shovel snow in Edmonton than it is to shovel dirt in El Salvador. <laughs> so one, one of my favorite verses throughout my life has been uh, John 16:33. Uh, in which Jesus is talking to his disciples and thereby talking to us as well and says, I tell you this so that you may have peace in me. In this world, you will have trouble, but take heart, I have overcome the world. Now, I'd, like Cam, I don't want to cry. And thanks for the emotional thing in the middle of things, kept Pastor Ken, so that it just set me up for it. <laughs> um, but I wanted to share a little bit on our experience with Enlace. Um, going out and, uh, and, you know, I was already asked since I came back, well, you know, what does it really help, what does it do when you go and you put labor in, in a, in a country like El Salvador? And what I think it does is it gives a reason for that hope. Jesus said, take heart. And I think in us going there and putting our sweat equity into something and having people watch, I mean, the first day especially that we were there at Enlace, we were surrounded by all these kids, and they were watching us work there. And just seeing uh, these, these Edmontonians pour sweat 
I mean, I, there's one picture, I don't think it's up there, but of, of Pastor Norb, and he has a couple of, of normal spots on his shirt where it actually is a normal color, and the rest is just drenched with sweat. Um, but they're seeing that, and I think in us doing that, we're saying, take heart, people of Miraflores, of El Espino. There is, there is a heart out there for you. People do care what's going on. And Pastor Santos, which, who has been mentioned a couple of times, a man who had a good job, felt the call of the Lord, and essentially gave that all up, put his own money into a church property, into a church building, and has poured his heart out to the people of his community. We're saying to him, take heart. We're thinking about you too. We want to support you in what you're doing. But I think probably the, the, the most impactful thing for me was that they were saying to me, Neil, take heart. Because we saw these people living in physical poverty, but their spiritual richness was just so far above where we are. And that just poured into our lives. And you know what? I just... I just can't say enough that going on a trip like this is going to impact you for the rest of your life. Um, this is going a little bit off the topic that I said I was going to stay on for, with Pastor Norb, but my son Arthur also went with me, and I, I completely agree with you, Ken. I mean, if you can go and you can bring your son or your daughter with you, you do it. He came back. You know, we were back late on a Sunday night. The next day was Remembrance Day. He wanted to go to the bank so that he could get everything set up so that he could get a child sponsored in El Salvador. He did it on Tuesday instead of, instead of Monday. But it's set up. He now has a child sponsored in El Salvador. And that $41 that you send there, I just cannot say how much it does. I'm not really that great at talking in front of people, so bear with me. But um, I'm Ashley, and back in September when we first met our team in our meetings, I kind of got there and I was like, I'm the youngest one on this trip. <laughs> but then later I found out that Caitlin was coming and Arthur, and um, we kind of grouped together. Like, we were all an amazing team, all of us, all together. And by the time we had our first, like, 10, 15 minutes of our um, bus ride on the touring day, I, we were like a second family. Like... You guys, I will cherish you forever. You guys are awesome. Um, anyway, um, sorry, I wrote everything down. But um, When we were working with Compassion and Enlace, um, everywhere we went, there was just children running up to us, and they were all, like, um, they just wanted photos taken of them. So they would be like, photo, photo, or they'd want to play Mika. <laughs> and then, so Liz, Caitlin, and me ended up running around playing tag with them, but it's kind of hard when you don't speak the same language. There's a little bit of barriers there. Um, anyway, the stories you heard from so many of the children, it was amazing to see what they had to go through um, and how they still have got through it. And like what Neil said, they are so rich in their spirit, and we've all just learned so much from them. Um, and then on our last evening there, we were sitting around the table at a restaurant, and I was talking to Anne about 
or, and Ronan about baptism. And then um, Pastor Norby overheard it, and we started to have a side conversation about that. Um, anyway, he had given me this like, little analogy of like um, a wedding ring. Like People put it on at the beginning of their marriage as a symbol that they're together, but they're not necessarily perfectly married yet, but that they're wo- they'll work towards it. And then um, it was Rudy who made, made a joke, and he's like, well, there's a pool at the hotel. And then um, we ended up leaving, and I couldn't think of anything but that. It was just, that was overwhelming me, and I really felt God's push. And so then I ran into Pastor Norb at the hotel, and he just looked at me, and he said, you're ready to get baptized, aren't you? So there we did. After debrief that night, we went to the hotel pool, and with really loud music in the background <laughs> from a wedding going on. Um, I ended up getting baptized right there, and I don't think I would have been able to do it if I had any a different team. The team was awesome, and I will remember everyone forever. Um, I went on this trip um, kind of as a push where I felt uh, God calling me to go on this trip, so I trusted him in that, and I'm so glad I did. And really what, I, what impacted me on the trip the most um, was a sense of hope. Um, the people there, it's been touched on a number of times, um, they're threatened daily with gang violence, uh, poverty, uh, yet they have this spiritual richness, but there's still that... Um, there's still that sense of hopelessness in their life. Like, who cares for me? Who cares for me, they say. And by us going down, by us sharing our resources and our funds, it provides those people a sense of hope. And, you know, it really, for me, was somewhat humbling, too, because here we are, like, you know, what does is, what is $41 really give us in, in Edmonton? We go to Boston Pizza, we get a bad pizza. <laughs> you know, kids are... Kids are spilling drinks on our table. That's what we get for 41 bucks. But for those people, they get hope. Um, child prostitution, uh, poverty, being involved in gangs. Um, all those things are real issues in those children's lives. And $41 a month, that actually gets those children a hope to move beyond that, to break the cycle of poverty in their lives and to you know, provide change in their country. So... That's really what impacted me the most, and so I really just encourage everyone to, um, you know, take that $41 a month and say, you know what, I'm going to trust God that he can do something with it, because he really is doing something amazing with it. So, thank you.
It's a good challenge for us to pray that prayer. Break our hearts with what breaks yours. And uh, when I think of how God looks at these little children living in poverty, dealing with all the challenges that they do, you can't help but look at their faces and say, you know, God, if you've called me to somehow make a difference in their lives, um, use me. We've said a lot about uh, Pastor Santos um, as well. And uh, here's a man um, who has sacrificed a lot. He actually has uh, uh, some physical um, disabilities, and it's kind of uh, deformed his face a little bit. But that doesn't stop him. What it does is help him empathize with those in need. And he arranged to have 200 wheelchairs delivered to their community and then distributed them to people in need. And if the, if the house didn't have uh, sort of wheelchair accessibility, the church went along and built wheelchair ramps uh, into these homes. And so these are the kind of things that they're doing just to reach out to their community with the love of Jesus. is absolutely amazing. And we have a short video clip of him just saying thank you this morning that we're going to show as well. Para la iglesia eh, de Canadá. Uh, special greetings for our friends in the church in Canada. Gracias, hermanos, por habernos enviado este grupo de, de misioneros. Thank for uh, letting us work with this special group of missionaries. Confiamos que esta será la, es la primera vez. We really believe that this is going to be the first. Y que es la continuidad de de otros grupos más de misioneros para nuestras comunidades. The first of many visits of uh, missionaries coming here to El Salvador. En nombre de, de, de la iglesia, de la comunidad de Miraflores, gracias, hermanos. So, in behalf of the church that is working in the community of El Espino in Miraflores, thank you very much. Amen. Tremendous man making a significant uh, impact and it's uh, really our privilege to be able to partner with him and, uh, and the church there and the work that, uh, that they're doing. Um, <clears throat> well, that's what happens when you give seven or eight people or so the mic. Um, there's not much time left, if any at all, for a message. So let me just try to um, hit on a couple of things. Uh, even though 12 people were sent by this church and two other churches... The reality is, is that every one of us is called and sent. Um, this wasn't just a special group of missionaries, although I, I think we were pretty special. But um, uh, we're all special. We all have a responsibility to go. Um, tomorrow morning when you get up and go to the place wherever you go, whether it's work or school or in your community, whether you're taking out the garbage or shoveling the snow or whatever it is, you have an opportunity to interact with people. And uh, there were a couple of key words that were shared with us early on, and I'm just going to give you these, these three words because I think they're important. One was hope, and Cam already talked about that. Um, if you're a follower of Jesus, we have the hope of the world, Jesus Christ, living within us. And we have the privilege of sharing Jesus with people who don't know Jesus. Because at the end of the day, if you take everything away, and you have nothing, like many of the people that we witnessed and shared with, but still have Jesus, you have everything. And that is the hope that we have. And um, we have a responsibility to share them. You know, P Peter writes about, therefore, always be ready and be prepared to give a reason for the hope that you have. Um, what a privilege to be able to go out and tell people that, you know what, it, it, it may be a gloomy day. There may be challenges in life, but I have hope because I know Jesus. So remember hope. 
The second one is relationships. These trips are really about building relationships with Pastor Santos, the church, the people at Compassion, um, and, and just coming alongside and realizing how important relationships are. And, uh, and I just encourage you, just continue to build relationships with people who don't know Jesus so that you can offer that hope at some point. And the third word would be uh, encouragement. Um, it is unbelievably encouraging for the children that are in compassion or anywhere else to receive the kind of support that they do. That's what it is. It's, it's, you know, Cheryl held up her letter, and it's the first letter that she got because she just sponsored Kimberly back in September when we had Compassion Sunday. So she, she signed up in September, met her in, in, uh, in November, comes back, gets her first letter that really says, this is my life, this is about me, which she probably already knew a few of those things just having met her and hung out with her. And I have to tell you, this Kimberly, she was a trip. There's a picture, I don't know if you saw it, there. they had water balloons and she just filled up her entire shirt with water balloons and started running around and hucking them at, uh, at whoever got in her way. But, but, but it's about a relationship and writing letters and, and, and getting to know that person back and forth. So if you have a sponsored child, please, please uh, send letters. Um, don't think that that's just something you don't have time for. It's about four sentences. Um, just make it happen because it's about building that relationship and then offering encouragement and hope to these children who have so little. And we heard last year and this year, time and time again, the kids that don't get letters, they see the other kids getting them, and, and it breaks their heart. And so um, that in itself should be motivation for us to build those relationships. And just a, a word of encouragement uh, that you may not know, we sponsor now amongst our congregation over 60 kids in El Salvador alone through Compassion and probably another 40 or more uh, in other parts of the world, and never mind working with other organizations like World Visions and other, other organizations that do good work as well. We have just chosen to partner with Compassion in El Salvador for this work. And so you'll have opportunity over the year. We're going to have another Compassion Sunday probably sometime in late winter, early spring. And I just want you to be praying about that, the difference that you can make in, in a child's life. Um, but we do have Jesus, <laughs> and we, wanna, we have a responsibility to share him. We've sung about him this morning already, and the worship team's going to come, and uh, we're going to uh, sing a song that just reminds us again that, uh, that Jesus is mighty to save. And um, he can make a difference in your life and in the lives of the people that we, that we come in contact with uh, throughout the week. So as you're going tomorrow, <laughs> uh, just remember that it wasn't just 12 people that were sent to be missionaries for a week. We're all missionaries. We're all on mission. There's never an opportunity to take a break from that. It's part of your calling as a follower of Jesus Christ to share the good news of Jesus Christ with others. So I'm going to invite you to stand and let's sing together.